Welcome to the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast with your host, T. Fenwick. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Teague Fenwick of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast, here to bring you the last sectional preview. We are now four days away from the first wrestling practice. I know I'm excited. I hope everyone else is, too. Before we get into this Southeast Division Three sectional preview, just a few plugs here. Remember, you can subscribe and follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Alexa, and we are also found in the Google Podcast directory. If you want to get our latest news on Facebook, you can follow us at the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast on Facebook or on Twitter at the WI Wrestler Pod. So getting into this last sectional here for Division 3, this is Sectional D. It is taking place in Dodgeland today. Or sorry, not today, later on in the year. Um, the first regional we're going to be looking at is Marquezan. And kind of a mixed bag of regionals here. Uh, they are bringing in Lourdes Academy, Oakfield, and Winnebago Lutheran Academy from other regionals. So a lot of different teams coming into this regional. Should shake up the standings a little bit. So let's get to it. First team we're looking at is Laconia, who... Placed third in the Laconia Regional last year with 136 points. They are returning all nine of their starters, and they will be led by returning 126-pound state qualifier Colton Lovejoy, and he will also be complemented by four other sectional qualifiers as well. So if Laconia can build their numbers a little bit, they should have a pretty solid team this year. Moving on to one of the newcomers in this regional, Lourdes Academy, they placed sixth in the Southern Door Regional last year with 81.5 points. They're returning five of their seven starters and 65 of those points. They will be led by returning sectional qualifier Keegan Stelzer. And they also have two other wrestlers returning who placed third at regionals as well. So expect to see a few more wrestlers representing Lourdes at sectionals this year and maybe even one or two at state as well. Moving on now to Marquezan, who was the runner-up in the Laconia Regional last year with 179.5 points. Out of their 10 starters, they are returning everyone, and they do have quite a good lineup coming back. They will be led by Bryce Friday, who was a returning state qualifier at heavyweight, and also Cole Slark and Daniel Saylor, who were sectional place winners. And these three will be complemented by five other sectional qualifiers. So Marquezan does have some depth right now. If they can get up to 13 or 14 starters, they have themselves set up in a pretty good spot to compete in this regional. Looking now at Montello, who placed sixth in the Laconia regional with 40 points. They do return out of their three wrestlers. They only return one. And that is Brandon Loring, who placed fifth at regionals. So uh, not only... should Montello, you know, hopefully get a couple more people in the wrestling room this year again, but hopefully Loring and some of his new partners can make it onto sectionals as well. Looking now at Oakfield, who placed sixth in their regional that they hosted last year with 41 points. They out of their four starters, they do return all four of them. 
and that group will be led by Brendan Hartwig and Austin Gitter, who plays third at regionals. So you have to guess that those two have to be pretty hungry to make it on to sectionals this year. Looking next here at Princeton Green Lake. Uh, was just Princeton last year. Now they are co-opt with Green Lake. They were first in the Laconia Regional with 211 points. Uh, team sectionals, they beat Kiwani 37-32 to and then lost a tough one to Random Lake 42-37 to in the finals. And from that team, pretty impressive that they made it to team sectional finals with only 11 guys. But out of those 11, only six are coming back this year. They do lose a couple of podium winners. They lose Luke Pulvermacher, who plays fifth at 138. Gunther Heavy, who plays second at 152. And another state qualifier in Terry Miazzi, who made it last year at 170. But they have quite the slew of sectional qualifiers coming back for them. They have Isaiah Wagner coming back, Logan Grenier, Casey Dykstra, and Sean Bollinger coming back. So Princeton losing quite a bit of firepower but it looks like they do have some good depth coming back as well. And looking lastly here at Winnebago Lutheran Academy, another newcomer coming in from the Southern Door Regional where they placed fifth with 102.5 points. They return three of their 10 starters from last year, so some heavy graduation losses. The biggest out of that is Ryan Jacobs, who placed sixth at 285 last year. And... Kind of a younger team for Winnebago Lutheran Academy right now. That group will be led by Carson Fulton, who placed third at regionals. So that is all the teams in regional one. Here's how the team race might shake out come regional time. I have Montello, Oakfield, and Winnebago Lutheran Academy in a battle for that uh, fifth place spot. I think based on the fact that they had 10 starters last year, I think Winnebago is probably going to be able to bring more back in general. So I have them finishing ahead of Montello and Oakfield. Um, Oshkosh Lourdes in the same spot, only bringing back five. But I think if both teams end up not having a lot of starters, Lourdes has a little more firepower to get them ahead of Winnebago Lutheran Academy. Um, Same story with Princeton over Lourdes. They do have a little more coming back in terms of depth and firepower. So... I think they both take that third spot over Lourdes and Winnebago Lutheran. And then I think the battle between Laconia and Marquezan, they're two pretty good teams for who they have on their team. And now it's just a matter of can either of them get up to 13 or 14 starters and just get those guys out there that can just get those points. It's not exactly about the blue chippers putting in all the work. It's about those guys at the back end of the lineup that are going to get them the small points. And, I think right now Marquezan is going to be able to do that a little more just because they're a little hungrier from finishing second last year at the regional. So I think they're going to be able to come out on top in this first regional here. So moving on now to the second regional, that is the Random Lake Regional. Not too much shaking up here. They're bringing in St. Lawrence Seminary from... Division II North Fond du Lac Regional. First team that we're going to be looking at, though, is Cedar Grove, Belgium, last year's runner-up in this regional. They finished second in this regional with 261 points. They are returning eight of their 14 starters. They do suffer some heavy losses. 
They lose Quinn Hoopman, who placed sixth at 132 last year. Josh Testrait, who placed third at 160. And a couple of other state qualifiers in Ben Anzia and Brett Find. So losing four state qualifiers is kind of big, but they have plenty of star power coming back. They have Kale Erickson, who plays fourth at 120. Tyler Kolakowski, who was qualified at 138. And also Aaron Dwunk, who qualified at 195. And obviously, they scored 261 points last year. They do have a lot of depth behind those three as well. Moving on now to Living Word Lutheran, who placed seventh in the regional last year with 26 points. Out of their five starters, they are bringing three back. And another younger team here in the sectional, they will be led by Logan Werner, who placed fourth at regionals. Looking next here at Oosberg, who placed fourth last year with 137 points. They're returning 11 of their 12 starters, and they'll be led by sectional qualifiers, Gavin Malwitz, Logan Brugink, and Gabriel Ludens. And Oosberg does have good numbers right now. Uh, that's good for kind of keeping a good culture in the wrestling room. And I think we should see them score more, far more than 137 points this year as long as they keep most of that core back. Looking now at Ozaki, who placed fifth in the Oakfield Regional with 67 points. They're returning three of their five starters and 39 of those points. They're returning sectional place winner Kale Large and also two wrestlers who placed third and fourth at regionals. Okay, looking next here at Random Lake, who has kind of owned this sectional. They've been the gateway to making it to Team State the last eight years. That's how many years they've made it to Team State in a row. They finished first in this regional with 293 points. And then they had a couple of close ones at Team Sectionals. Uh, they beat Kenosha Christian Life 35-33. to And then they beat Princeton 42-37 to as well. And then in the first round at Team State, just ran into a buzzsaw in Stratford and lost 41-24. to From that lineup last year, they returned... 11 of their 14 starters. Uh, a couple of their losses are kind of big. They do lose state runner-up at 160, Grayson Vandenbush, and also Charlie Rouge, who qualified at heavyweight. But they have quite a few hammers coming back here. They have Mark Sambathali, who qualified at 106. Ethan Sanfilippo, who qualified at 113. Runner-up at 132, Tristan Hammond. Another qualifier in Joey Bach at 145, and also Aiden Vandenbush, who placed third at 152. And that group will be complemented by a couple of sectional qualifiers and Parker Scholler and Brock Upson. So they not only have the talent at the top again, but it looks like Random Lake is going to have a good, complete team again this year, to nobody's surprise. Moving on now to St. Lord Seminary, the team that is dropping down from Division Two in that North Fond du Lac Regional, which, as I've talked about before, was one of the tougher regionals on this side of the state. They did finish fifth in that regional with 99 points, but they are returning 12 of their 13 starters, and they will be led by three returning wrestlers who placed third at regionals. And it's really interesting to see how St. Lawrence Seminary is going to do here. It's, it was kind of one of the tougher teams to peg. 
and doing previews to kind of see where they would end up at. So that being said, let's move on to the team predictions. I think Ozaki is going to end up in fifth, just ahead of Living Word Lutheran. They have a few more numbers coming back. Uh, same thing with Usberg over Ozaki. I just think they're going to win because of peer numbers right now. Uh, St. Lawrence Seminary, they like I said, they were kind of tough to kind of put to see where they are at. But right now I have them finishing ahead of Usberg. I think they might have a little more depth. But uh, it's hard to peg them to see where they would go against Cedar Grove, Belgium, and Random Lake. So I have Cedar Grove, Belgium in second, and Random Lake, who is bringing back a lot of talent this year. I have them taking the regional again this year. So looking now at regional number three, the Johnson Creek Regional. Um, Not only are they bringing in teams from the Southwest sectional, but teams from three different regionals as well around this sectional. So once again, another mixed bag in terms of what teams are going to be participating here. And the first team we're going to be looking at is Dodgeland, who placed second in the Kenosha Christian Life Regional with 178 points. They are returning four of their eight starters from last year. They lose Julian Thull, who qualified at 152, and Ryan New, who placed third at 170. But they have a couple of state qualifiers coming back, and Hayden Kurth and Ty Bader, who qualified at 145 and 182, respectfully. And they will be complimented by Isaiah Hernandez, who was a sectional place winner last year as well. So Dodgeland has some talent on their team, despite lack of numbers. If they could build around those three right now, they could have a pretty solid group this year. Looking now at Horicon, who placed third in the Oakfield Regional last year with 166.5 points. They're returning at 12 of their 14 starters from last year, and they will be led by a few returning sectional qualifiers in Austin Samarino, Josh Renning, and Hunter Augustine. So Horicon, if they can get back up to 14, they should have a pretty good group this year. Moving on now to Hustisford who placed fifth in the Kenosha Christian Life Regional with 91 points. They're returning four of their six starters and 65 of those points. They will be led by returning sectional qualifiers, Evan Nichols and Gavin Stark. Looking next here at Johnson Creek, who placed third in the Parkview Regional with 151 points. They're returning 10 of their 11 starters and 131 of those points. They will be led by Lucas David, who was a state qualifier at 220, and also Isaiah Wollett, who was a sectional place winner. So if things can fall a little better for Wollett this year, expect to see a couple of more state qualifiers for Johnson Creek come state tournament time. Looking next here at Marshfield, who placed fifth in the Parkview Regional last year with 107 points. They're returning seven of their starters and 100 of those points. They will be led by returning state qualifier Dylan Horstmeyer, who qualified at 160, and also a couple of sectional qualifiers in Kobe Grossman and Jack Main as well. And it'll be interesting to see. They did qualify for sectionals in that Southwest sectional last year, 
should be good for them to kind of get new scenery and just see how they do with new competition around them. That'll be interesting for everyone to keep an eye on. Looking now at Poinette, who placed fourth in the Laconia Regional with 132 points. They're returning six of their nine starters and 62 of those points. They will be led by Cash Stewart, who placed fourth at 113 last year, and also Gwen Golke, who was a sectional qualifier for them as well. And looking lastly here in this regional is Waterloo. They were runner-ups in the Parkview Regional last year with 177.5 points. They're returning eight of their 12 starters from last year. They do lose state qualifier Carlos Garcia, who qualified at 132. But they have a few returning sectional qualifiers in Juan Alonso, Reynal Lamone, and Max Bessel. And you know, with second-year head coach Thurston Schuster at the helm, you have to know that this team is on the up-and-up. And it looks like they are going in good places at a program. So expect to see Waterloo back at the individual state tournament this year. So looking now at team predictions for this regional, I think Hustisford, Dodgeland, and Poinette are all sitting in the same bowl right now where it's going to depend on who has more starters. I think Poinette does come out on top between those three, so that puts them in that fifth spot. I have Marshall just ahead of Poinette. They both have around the same numbers, but Marshall has a little more depth at the moment. Um, Waterloo, I think they're going to end up back with anywhere between 12 and 14 starters. Uh, They're sitting strong in that third-place spot right now. But I think the real battle here is going to be between Horicon and Johnson Creek, and this is one of those questions that won't be completely answered until probably even the end of regional Saturday. But I think if you go by (laughs) right now, it's pretty much a coin flip prediction. I think Johnson Creek will end up on top in this regional. But it should be a good one. A lot of teams with full rosters, so keep an eye on that regional. It should be fun if you are attending that one that day. Looking here at the last regional now, which is being hosted by Parkview, it's just a mix of teams from the Kenosha Christian Life Regional and also a few more teams coming over from that Southwest sectional. And that's always interesting to see teams come into new sectionals because it's a lot of new faces as well. So the first team that we're going to be looking at is coming over from that sectional. It's Cambridge, who placed sixth in the Parkview Regional with 100 points. They're returning five of their seven starters and 52 points. Though they do lose Caden Greaser, who qualified for state at 170. They will be led by Jonathan Jones, who placed third at regionals last year. Looking now at Deerfield, who placed seventh in the Parkview Regional with 76.5 points. They're returning all six of their starters last year, and this group will be led by sectional qualifiers Jack McDonough, Nicholas Wilfong, and Ray Bach. Moving on now to Kenosha Christian Life, kind of the biggest threat to Random Lake's reign of terror in these last few years. They finished first in their own regional last year with 270 points. Then they lost to Random Lake 35-33 to in a tough duel at team sectionals. And they are returning 11 of their 13 starters from that team. 
and 228 of those points. They're turning a lot of firepower as well. They have a state qualifier, Harley Rivera coming back, who qualified at 138. And then a few podium winners. Uh, you have Troy Dolphin, who placed third at 106. You have Javis Pinter, who placed fifth at 120. And also Evan Grubbs, who placed fourth at 195. And that group will be complemented by sectional place winner Isaiah Hernandez as well. So look for Kenosha Christian Life. They've been building a lot as a program recently. Expect them to have just as strong of a team this year as they've been having in previous years. Looking now at Kenosha St. Joseph Academy, they finished fourth in the Kenosha Christian Life Regional with 96 points. They're returning seven of their 10 starters, and they will be led by returning sectional qualifier Ben Franklin and three other wrestlers who placed third at regionals as well. So St. Joseph can get back up to 10 or 11 starters. They should have a pretty good crew to kind of get in the team race mix for that regional title this year. Looking now at Palmyra Eagle, who placed 7th in the Kenosha Christian Life Regional with 54 points. They're returning all four of their starters from last year, and that group includes returning sectional qualifier Austin Pogreba, along with two other wrestlers who placed third at regionals. So those guys can find a way to fight up to second place or even first place. Expect to see a few wrestlers for Palmyra Eagle at sectionals, which then, of course, puts them in a good spot to send someone to state as well. Moving on to Parkview, who placed fourth in their regional last year with 144 points. They're returning nine of their starters and 101 of those points. They will be led by returning state qualifier Corbin Brown, who qualified at 152, and also sectional qualifiers Cameron Duncan and Gage Everson. So now looking at the team predictions for this last regional. Right now I have Palmyra Eagle pegged sixth right here, but I do think they could hop up to fourth with more numbers. I think right now, though, just looking at these preseason numbers, the battle for fourth is going to be between Deerfield and Cambridge. I have Deerfield just ahead of Cambridge at fourth. Uh, Kenosha St. Joseph Academy right now, they're sitting good in that third spot. Um, Parkview just ahead of them with a little more depth at the moment than St. Joseph Academy. And then Kenosha Christian Life, they had the most starters coming back from the first place team. So unless one of these other teams makes huge leaps or they made huge leaps in the offseason, expect Kenosha Christian Life to advance to team sectionals again. So if the predictions work out the way they do, um, we do have Marquezan versus Johnson Creek and Random Lake versus Kenosha Christian Life. I think between Marquezan and Johnson Creek, uh, it'll be big to see where those forfeits kind of fall if neither team is able to get up to 14 starters. And if one team is able to get up to 14, that might be the team that wins because then you're getting free points from absences in the other team's lineup. So right now I just have Johnson Creek winning that duel right now. And Random Lake versus Kenosha Christian Life. Obviously it was a great duel last year at Random Lake only ended up winning by two points, but 
Kenosha Christian Life did have two forfeits to their advantage as well. And one of those came at the end of the duel when the duel was locked up. So I expect another good duel this year. And if a few things fall Christian Life's way, then they can win it. But right now I think Random Lake is kind of the favorites in that duel. So that brings us to Random Lake versus Johnson Creek. And I think Random Lake does have the depth and the firepower to take out Johnson Creek, even if Johnson Creek wrestles a really good duel on that one. So I do have Random Lake making it to Team State for a ninth straight year. And they should have another solid team. But these teams definitely won't make it easy for them in this sectional. So that is it for the sectional previews. I have gone over 325 different teams from D1, 2, and 3. I will post the links up again next week since we will be full swing into wrestling season. Also, next week we will be doing a women's wrestling preview as well. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen the article that women's wrestling in the Midwest is one of the fastest growing sports, so... I'm glad that I get to be one of the people that gets to cover that as well. So we'll be covering the women's wrestling preview next week, Tuesday. And that is all I got for this podcast. Have a great night, folks. Thanks for listening.